Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi there, and welcome to the Syrupcast. If you're tuning into the Syrupcast for the first time, it's a podcast by Mobile Syrup, Canada's largest independent tech site, in which we look back at the week that was in Canadian telecom and tech news. This is episode 161, and we're recording it on Thursday, March 8th, 2018, excuse me, uh, and happy International Women's Day. Woo! Uh, this week, as I'm, as I'm sure you've just heard, I'm joined by... Patrick O'Rourke and Rose Bihar that look 15 years older thanks to their uh, ordeals at MWC. <laughs> I joke, guys. You guys look fantastic. How's it going? I, I thought it was actually 2008 when you said that because you could <laughs> tell me that. That's how tired I am. You could tell <clears throat> me that and I would probably believe you. It's 2008, Patrick. It's, it's a great time. The we mid-aughts. We greatest still, times. We still have an MWC hangover. Mm-hmm. I think I gained like several gray hairs on that trip, but it was also an amazing thing that I had never experienced before. I've never been to a show of that size, so it was so Mm -hmm. cool. Now, before we get to MWC, uh, I need to make a special shout out to Frontstream, who've been so gracious in letting us use their recording space. Frontstream is an incredible Toronto-based company doing important work. They're the makers of Panorama, an all-in-one online fundraising platform for charities and nonprofits. Check them out at www.frontstream.com. Once again, that's www.frontstream.com. All right, so if you uh, had a chance to read Mobile Syrup this morning, you'll have seen Patrick did a review of the Samsung Galaxy uh, S9. Uh, But before we get to the S9, I wanted just to hear some of the experiences from MWC. How was it? Let Let our readers know. Oh my gosh. So MWC, for those who don't know, kind of like shuts down Barcelona. This is Mm -hmm. my first time there. So I'll give my experience first and then Pat can give his Mm -hmm. more jaded second time around at MWC experience. Um, But the show uh, is comprised of these huge halls, like multiple football field style halls. Mm -hmm. And there's all these booths, but when you typically think of a booth, you think of something pretty small and rinky-dink. Mm-hmm. And these booths are like booths that were probably created by people who also like built Jay-Z's latest stage show. Like mm-hmm. they're multi-level experience booths, right? You know, Samsung has like espresso machines and they're, they're drawing you in with booth babes, which, you know, shame on the industry for that, especially on this, this most holy day of women. But Okay, yeah. Um, we did experience a lot of that, which was unfortunate. Like even car makers are getting rid of that stuff in yeah. this day and age. So, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully they'll do better next year, but, but it was amazing to see. And just the, the amount of people, it's like over a hundred thousand people there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, it, it w- and everybody was so incredibly like earnestly dedicated to mobile tech. It was just like, it was a real trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the second time I've done it. Um, I would say that this year was a little bit tamer than mm-hmm. the last time that I covered it, which I think was in 2016, mm-hmm. 2016, yeah. Um, everything was about 5G, but no one really <laughs> understanding what 5G was and just kind of like taking shots in the dark at what 5G could be used for. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, like there's this one company that shall remain unnamed, but had like a booth and every little station of it was related to 5G. And there's a section where they were talking about like 5G connected cow tracking. Mm-hmm. Cows Which... with necklaces on that uh, it all. And, and so you're probably wondering like, how does that feed into 5G? But one of the ideas of 5G is that everything will be connected in the future mm-hmm. and 5G will facilitate all these different connected things, not just connected people. Internet of life. Internet, like internet of, of life. Things. You've heard I, it here I first. Just, I just coined the term IOL. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you, hear, you heard it here first. The 5G revolution will stop cow tipping. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I guess one of the things that I observed was there was, it's called Mobile, Mobile World Congress, obviously, and there were less phones there than... Mm-hmm. Um, one might expect. There's a lot of phones from, uh, especially in terms of a Canadian perspective, yes. right? Like the year that I covered it before, there's the um, the LG G5, I think was revealed there. So was the uh, the S7. There's a few phones from Sony that year as well. Have um, you been three years in a row? No, I, I didn't go last year. I've only been one other time before. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's continue. Uh, so it was a little bit more of a, a tamer event. Mm-hmm. Um but there's, there's lots of dudes in suits rushing around. I mean, yeah, there is a sense that we're hitting this sort of saturation point in the in the industry or hitting a point where it's hard to hard to innovate. And so then the most interesting things that you see have weird gimmicks, like they're dual screened or they have a pop-up camera coming up the top, like the Vivo Apex. Do you remember when we tried that? Um, what was it called? The um, ZT uh, M, uh, Axon M. Yeah. Yes. The and uh, we were like, screen. oh, this is so cool. Let's go take photos of it in case we write about it. And we pick it up and we try to play with it. And the phone like essentially doesn't work. Like you touch <laughs> one screen and the other screen becomes unresponsive. You like turn the, because it's a hinge. It's double mm-hmm. screens. It's hinged, right? You, you turn the uh, the display a little bit too far in one direction and it just stops working. Yeah. It's like the funniest thing because they have like, uh, I guess one of the first foldable and yeah. air quotes display phones and it's just a dumpster fire <laughs> at least the demo version was a dumpster fire um all of the things that were really popular were just gimmicks which is not really a great sign for an industry i'd probably say like mm-hmm. to have the so-called banana phone from nokia or nokia as nokia, all the yeah. english uh nokia. journalists are saying um is it's that's not a great sign you know it's like an upgraded feature phone that like oh it slides out and looks like a banana and that's the most exciting thing mm-hmm. okay. we, we got some nice footage and, and, and photos of it but we had to like do our best football player impressions because like it was it was competitive to get near that phone mm-hmm. that that's what's funny too is like that was i don't know if it was the biggest story but it was like one of the most interesting things in even terms of other websites like you saw that banana phone on the top of the verge and gadget whatever um and it's like a nostalgic reimagining of a phone that's, I don't know, 10 years old or something like that? Yeah. Uh, more, probably 20 at this point, yeah. right? Because from it, the Matrix. it was from the Matrix, yeah. the original. But yeah. then, like, I, I was listening, I guess it was on the Verge cast, and they were, they were talking about it, and it wasn't the same phone as the one from the Matrix. It was different. They mm-hmm. made, like, a specific version <laughs> of it for, for that scene in the movie. Anyways, that, that's mm-hmm. to- totally off topic. Yeah. Did you guys, uh, now on the record, did you happen to wander into a room where... There was a, a G7 Neo. A G7 Neo? No, I no. didn't. We didn't. I did read about that after, though. God damn it. Yeah. I Where think... are your room-wandering <laughs> skills, Patrick? <laughs> we, we did wander around the uh, LG booth for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But... We, we did. I mean, uh, everybody was, it, as I'm sure is common with MWC, uh, 
all, everybody's flights got messed up and we ended up wandering around the LG booth and nobody would actually like talk to us, which was kind of funny. Okay. Because well, <laughs> um, <why? laughs> the people that we were supposed to speak to were on a plane. They were stuck at like, yeah. you know, in Paris really and mm-hmm. then that kind of thing. But I, I think that phone that you're talking about, Igor, was um, shown off behind closed doors Mm-hmm. And not even to media, it was shown off to like carriers, mm-hmm. and that and then it leaked out somehow, somehow that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it would have been awesome to see that. It would have been great to see the the Apex phone too with the the pop up camera. Been. That was like I remember I remember seeing photos and reading about it and watching videos, and it's like the dumbest thing that makes no sense, but I want it. Yeah, and it's really cool. I mean, that's pretty much what it's all about with smartphones right now is how can you get the most screen real estate and it managed to do that. So that's why it's, you know, mm-hmm. that's why you want it. But yeah, what was the coolest, weirdest place that we wandered into when we were in MWSV? Like speaking of just wandering places. Uh, offhand, I think one of the things that I was fascinated by was how big some of the carrier booths were. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like Mexican carriers that I had never heard of before mm-hmm. with these massive... And and that was one of them, right? <laughs> yeah. These massive crazy booths that probably cost hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then I would sit there and be like, so if they have a presence here, why doesn't Rogers and Bell or and Telus have a presence here? Um, and my answer was, they're too cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I just don't think they're they really want care to invest yeah. in that you know mm-hmm. so i mean that's not necessarily weird but i thought it was crazy that these foreign carriers are investing in having a presence at this event um and i guess i can see reasons for that of course uh bringing in like uh, potential partners yeah. and whatnot yeah. and it's become a status event like that's you're, true too. you know the size of your booth represents who you are as a company but, and what you're doing but just generally weirdest um i don't know I mean, yeah, there was, uh, it's interesting going to the little corners. Like usually you're walking down the, the, the main through fair and you see all of the, the big names, right? And mm-hmm. Samsung, Qualcomm and that sort of stuff. And then you start like, when you're looking for the bathroom, you start poking around the, out, the outer corners mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, there's this little sad cubicle dedicated to, you know, like travel sims and mm-hmm. <laughs> like no offense to travel sim companies, travel but sims are great. There I were think, a lot of sad cubicles. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. like to dedicate. So if I go to MWC again, I'd like to dedicate some time to those sad, the saddest cubicles at uh, MWC. How was the uh, big <laughs> Samsung event? Um, it, it was good. I mean, it was a little less bombastic, I guess, than the one that I covered before in past Samsung events. There wasn't a VR, uh, look under your seat, there's a VR headset there mm-hmm. kind of moment. DJ Co. was not enough for you? Uh, and I also hate the stage, like that that mm-hmm. four-way square stage that they've been using for a while now. I thought it was cool the first time, but it's impossible to take pictures of. It's also, I'm sure as a presenter, really hard to play to four different totally. sides, right? Um, and also so, when you're like, in the blind spot. <laughs> yeah, and, and you got like a pole in front of you yeah. and stuff. Um, I mean, it was good. I thought they put on a good show. They did their best to highlight features about the phone that were actually interesting, trying to make it sound like a significant upgrade, even though it's not, which is what I talk about mostly in my review. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fine. They, they did a they did a pretty, they put on a pretty good uh, keynote. Rose? Mom, I gotta say, like, I mean, I wasn't actually at that specific event. I had to do some 5G stuff because that was what MWC was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I got to play with it immediately afterwards. And I was just like, I was glad to see, in a sense, a phone that wasn't trying to do a huge update. You know, like, 
wasn't uh, trying to pull a, a Vivo Apex phone and was just being a good Android like real people actually want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat, uh, so one of the jokes they made was about the uh, notch. That on the live stream sound like it hit like a dud. What was that like in the audience? I think they made a joke about that and the headphone jack. Yes. Uh, around the same time. Um, I mean, there was like the occasional chuckle. Mm-hmm. I think that that joke is kind of to an extent run its course. <laughs> like totally, yeah. they made it at every Pretty press stale. conference. So like people are expecting it now. We get it. It's like the whole we get it. You vape. You you, you have a notch. Like it's a you don't have a notch. Everything's fine. Just hang out with your vape pen and stop talking about it, sort of thing. But it's kind of funny because a lot of other Android companies are in fact going the way of the notch. Like they they are holding strong, which is crazy because yeah. like like it or not, the the notch has a purpose with the iPhone ten. Like there's a reason for its existence <laughs> with like the Asus Zenfone. What's it called? Five. Five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Um, there's really no purpose no for purpose. being there. It's just like them copying the iPhone for the sake of copying the iPhone. Um, so I mean, I, I like the whole back and forth competition aspect of, of talking crap like that, uh, in, in terms of what Samsung said. Um, but I mean, I think it's, it, it's run its course and the joke fell kind of flat. Uh, so you wrote mobile syrups review of the S9. What were your overall thoughts of it? It's a great phone. Um, I, I think what I struggled with when writing the review is that there's really not that much different about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, If you already own an S8, it's, it looks exactly the same as the S8. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one of the first times since I've worked at Mobile Surf, I actually captioned some of the photos just so mm-hmm. that you could tell for sure that this was the S8 and this right. was the S9. Yeah. Um, so I think that's telling in itself. That said, there are some cool features. I think the variable aperture is really interesting. Mm-hmm. It does help significantly under low light conditions. It probably has the best low light performance I've ever experienced from a smartphone. Um, but there's I, there's other things that I was hoping like that um, uh, the mechanical aperture would allow for more depth of field or a bokeh effect of some sort mm-hmm. that wasn't processed in the same way that live focus is or portrait mode is with the, with the iPhone uh, 10 or eight as well i think i think it's also in the seven um and and that wasn't the case there was like a slight kind of depth of field shift but it wasn't significant you're not getting the same effect that you would get if you're using um a dslr right Mm -hmm. which i mean maybe that was unreasonable to expect or or hope um but yeah that, that was a little bit disappointing but that's that's their big draw with this is all the camera trickery they're doing um so there's the variable aperture that switches from 1.5 to 2.4 when in auto mode depending on lighting conditions um and then there's also super slow-mo mode uh which shoots at 960 frames per second which is Mm -hmm. really really cool it's probably one of the most fascinating things that i've done with a smartphone over the last couple years um but it's also really finicky Mm -hmm. um there's an auto mode where an object passes through the box and that's when the video starts recording and getting that to actually work, and you can see it in my video review, is painful. Because like sometimes the phone doesn't detect motion, mm-hmm. or it detects the wrong motion, or you're like lighting. There's a video of um, like I, I made a GIF of uh, lighting a match, and every single time uh, I tried to do that, it would record uh, the movement before the actual right. like as opposed flame to the lit, strike, right? yeah. as opposed to the strike. So there's also a manual mode that I guess is designed uh, if you have more specific things that you want to capture. Um, but it's also finicky too, because you can still miss, miss that. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Moment. Um, and, and I mean, that that's down to just like getting the hang of it and learning about it. But I, I still feel like the slow-mo mode could have been a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So there, it seems like the auto mode just made it harder for slow-mo almost. Yeah, I think it might work under cir- certain circumstances. Like there's one in my review where it's like negative 10 out and I'm standing there with like my camera filming the go train coming, right? Um, and that worked perfectly. Like it recorded as soon as the train arrived. But there's other instances where I was trying to like drop marbles in front of it or, or like I was trying to record tap water. Because even the most pedestrian things can look cool in slow-mo, totally. yeah. which which is, I think, something I said in the review, too. Uh, but I couldn't record the tap water. It was like, there's no motion here. What are you talking about, man? Mm-hmm. So I tried to do it in um, manual mode, and I, and I was able to capture. But I feel like that's something that uh, automatic should should yeah. be able to capture pretty easily. Yeah, because I'm no big, huge fan of Sony's latest flagships, but it was actually really easy to use their super slow-mo mode. So. And I think it's similar to what yeah. Samsung's doing, right? Yeah, same, absolutely. Same, it's very, very Same frames per second. So, so, yeah, on the X, XE2, now that I can talk about it, mm-hmm. um, it can do, it does 1080p, but only like three seconds worth of video but you can do six seconds at 720p which is right because it i think it it just comes down to a matter of the image signal processor and like how much it's a lot of data to compress what is like 0.6 seconds i think of uh, i think it's 0.6 yeah anyway um that's cool that it records in in 1080p even though the 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 timing is different uh because the the s9 can't yeah which is interesting because they have the same processor yep you know presumably um, first rose and then Pat. Uh, do you think Samsung did enough with this phone to fend off like the eventual Pixel Three and then the iPhone Nine, Eleven, whatever Apple decides to call it? <laughs> I I think they did. You know, I think as tech reviewers, we have we hold the Pixels in this high high esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, in reality, they're still a pretty niche phone, and though they're like super well acclaimed people in the actual real world are still very, very dedicated to their Samsung phones. And I think that they still want those phones to be just as accessible and less of a a closed, you know, walled garden than, um, than iOS devices, Uh, just like they've always appreciated about the Samsung devices. So I think it's really, it's like important that they kept the headphone jack and that um, they haven't, made anything uh too flashy just for the sake of being flashy um and kept a lot of what people i think like about samsung devices while also improving the camera which is really to me the essential selling point if you're not going to make a lot of ground on battery which clearly nobody cares about in terms of the oems themselves so i think um i honestly think it's enough i think they made the right calculation in not making a big move i think they're probably right about not having to um but i don't know how it'll fare against uh, apple i think they're still um sort of i'm not sure if they're making any ground in that direction mm-hmm. i i i thought it was a great phone um i think it gave it like an eight or something like that 
uh, it, I just found it difficult to review because there wasn't anything that interesting or, or totally new about it, but that's because I'm a little bit jaded and I see a lot of phones. Um, anyone who picks up that phone is going to like it. Like there's, there's very few issues with it. Um, I think for me, if you own an S8, you don't need to buy an S9, but maybe if you own an older Galaxy S series, um, it's probably S6, worth getting. Probably, yeah, S6, yeah. maybe even an S7. Uh, there's some cool camera stuff in there with the S9 Plus that if, if you're into smartphone photography, you're, you're going to really like. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's a great device, and they probably went the, the right... They, they adopted kind of the right, in my opinion, the right strategy with it. I think I described it as as like Samsung's iPhone 8, like mm-hmm. it's little tiny incremental improvements. There's nothing wrong with it. It, it that's significant, that's experience ruining. There's some cool stuff. They improved on uh, the, the phone's strengths um, and then solved some of its weaknesses as well. But I mean, that said, like if you weren't a fan of the sort of glossy design that Samsung's been going with um, mm. since the S7, then you're probably not going to like this phone either because it. Like even if you put the S7 beside it, it looks almost exactly like the S7. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's a great device, and I think there's a lot to like about it. All right, so quickly, Rose, um, Android P, the first developer beta dropped uh, yesterday. That's right, and I flashed my device, and you're a very uh, brave person, braver than <laughs> I. And uh, now I have it. Um, it actually looks quite different. I think to me. This is, I'd say, in many ways, a bigger step than Android Oreo was, or at mm-hmm. least dude, I'm more excited about it. Um, there's a lot of visual tweaks. There's, of course, a lot of visual tweaks in order to accommodate notches. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of the things that are actually interesting about it are not something that are, uh, you can visually see, but more different things like uh, support for using um, your device as a Bluetooth keyboard or our mm-hmm. mouse or um, different commits that we've seen go to the Android open source project, like hiding um, the numbers for domestic abuse lines. I thought that was cool mm-hmm. and worth mentioning on this holiest of women days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I'll say again, that's what I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, What's a commit? Uh, so that's when people uh, from different companies, like say from Sony, um, submit code to be part of Android. Um, but it's at the early, uh, it's at the early stages. So then Googlers come in and they say, "Yeah, we're in favor of this like suggestion that you've made." So that's how we've got a lot of information about what might be coming for um, for Android P, and uh, and of course they also released a list of a couple of other things that um, that can be expected, but. Uh, we can't really be sure what exactly will make the final list for Android P and what will get dropped off. So mm-hmm. right now, everything's a little bit sketchy. Um, there's there's not too much that's like hard and fast. We know this is going to be an Android P. Uh, would you say, I think at this point, like the biggest feature is the notch support? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess definitely the biggest visual feature. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be interested to see what they'll say at IO in terms of um, support for different new functionalities. Yeah, so it was interesting because David David Ruddock of Android Police, uh, friend of the site, I guess, and podcast, uh, he was tweeting how like this is more or less certainly that, the, or it's evidence that the Pixel Three is going to have a notch. 
That's true. I mean, yeah. and why would you put so much effort into that development? If you're not going to put not. it into one of your own products. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and that's the thing about the Pixel is like, I obviously love it being a tech reviewer, mm -hmm. but I'm not really a fan of how it's turning Android into iOS, right? It's, it's the, the line is becoming mm -hmm. increasingly blurred. You know, I was thinking about it last night and it, it made a lot of sense to me because, um, you know, obviously something we've heard a lot is that um, Apple specifically wanted to diversify its supply chain. So that wasn't dependent on uh, Samsung for its displays, for the OLED displays. The next big manufacturer or the one that's becoming the next big manufacturer is LG, right? And so you and a lot of the pixels, they sourced their displays from LG so you're, you're thinking about this like very pragmatically and you're like, LG is going to have a lot of displays with notches. Why not just like take advantage of that? Right. <laughs> right? So that, that's what I was like. I could be totally wrong there. It just seemed to make sense in my mind, which granted doesn't mean it makes sense to Google. Another interesting mm. thing with Android P will be to see um, when the Pixel 3 comes out, how those software and hardware features are going to mesh. And that mm. probably will be the most impressive use case that we'll see for for the new version of android so that'll be that'll be i think maybe that'll obviously be the 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 pinnacle of what they're trying to present with android p i wonder if the notch will have a real purpose <laughs> um dan seifert tweeted that he thinks the new or the new fl design flourishes in android p make it look like TouchWiz, which is you know not what samsung's android skin is called anymore it's called samsung the experience. samsung experience you have to say it like that. You can't the just Samsung say Samsung experience. experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you take? Uh, what's your take on that? How I think I think it looks better than Samsung's UI. Okay. Okay. So Fair. I mean, I mean, I guess you could say it looks like it, but when you do something better than another company, it's like you know, more, mm -hmm. more, more or less of a comparison, more of a like improvement. Uh, it still maintains, I think, its distinctive. Um, Google look, but it's just a little bit more colorful now and a little more rounded curved edges and stuff like that. It looks great. All right. So on that note, we'll probably have more to talk about um, as it relates to Android P in the future once, you know, it's closer to actual release. Right now, it's from what I understand, very, very raw. Mm -hmm. um, don't flash your phone unless you're willing to lose it, more or less. I uh, know. I'm so glad my phone is still with me. She's a trooper. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, on that note, shoutouts. Pat says he needs time. He's gesturing at me wildly. <laughs> this is great radio. Um, here, my my shoutout can be well. I actually just um, recently completed my super simple explainer Ooh. of five G. Okay. And um, that was a bit of a while coming, just just because I wanted to make it as simple mm -hmm. as possible. You know, the next generation of wireless. In a nutshell, here's what it is. Yes, it means multi-gigabit speeds and very low latencies, but it is also more of a difference when it comes to how it is built and how the architecture will allow for new technologies that we don't even know what they are yet, as mm -hmm. Pat was saying before. So anyway, um, if you wanna, you guys want to check it out, it is like basically 5G for dummies because I wrote it for myself. Is there any mention of the cows that will be saved by 5G? No, no cows. I, know. I think I know what 5G is going to be used for. What? I just figured it out. 
for a vape phone. Yeah. That's what it's 5G for. 5G vaping phone. Absolutely. Yep. That's that's what it is. Samsung, get on this. So I'll I'll, I'll bring it back to the good old uh, Switch Minute. Switch Minute. Oh, it's been a while. I know. People have been waiting for this, so I, I just had to. Um, and then I'm going to bring it back again to 2003 when a music rhythm game came out for the GameCube called Donkey Konga. Igor, you may rem- remember this. came with like little drums. I've not heard of this. This sounds amazing. It was absolutely crazy. It came with, yeah. came with little drums. Konga. It was okay. the most ridiculous thing ever. It probably shouldn't have existed. Pretty sure I rented it from Blockbuster. Um, why? I don't know. game wasn't even that good, mm-hmm. which is great. Anyways, Nintendo filed a patent for Switch Donkey Konga-like controllers. So that could mean that that game is either getting a remake or they're making another version of it or it's going to be on the virtual console or possibly that these bongo barrel controllers, which I'm like gesturing right now, like banging my Fantastic computer like, radio. The, like, yes. like, like they're the bongos, mm-hmm. um, could be part of Nintendo Labo and you may mm-hmm. make them yourself out of cardboard. This yeah. sounds fantastic. It sounds uh, fantastically horrible, but I want it as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, my shout out goes to one John Hopkins. He That's John spelled J-O-N. John is an electronic music producer. He just came back after not releasing, I think, something in five years with a new song called uh, Emerald Rush. I know uh, electronic music's not for everyone, but uh, if you think it's at all your thing, check out this song. It's really good. And check out his previous albums. There's one called Opulescent, which is really fantastic. On that note... Thank you so much for listening to the Cast. It's so great to have you guys back. It's good Thank to be you. back. Um, next week, I don't know what we'll talk about next week. That is the adventure we are on here at Mobile Syrup and Telecom. <laughs> Who knows? Rogers could decide to buy Telus. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but that'd be awesome. I'd like to see that. Yeah. Make yeah. the world's, you know, Canada's biggest carrier even bigger. Um, if you have a question or concern not awesome. or comment for Mobile Syrup, you can send it to at mobile syrup or excuse me, podcast at mobile syrup.com. Um, if you just like to follow mobile syrup, give us a nice shout out. You can do that uh, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at mobile syrup.com. Lastly, where can everyone find you two? You can find me on mobile syrup, obviously, but you can also find me on Twitter at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke, where I post dank memes and complain about things. Also, sub to eat. And sub to eat because I'm super mature. You can also find me uh, on Mobile Syrup. And uh, I do have my own Twitter account. Uh, it's at Rose Bahar, But mostly I just try to influence Patrick to tweet certain things. You do. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tweet that stuff that you want me to tweet. <laughs> it just, it just, I can't do it. But uh, I'd also just want to quickly shout out to all the women in tech out there uh, that... Uh, you're doing an amazing job. You're not alone. And thank you for your service. <laughs> so, um, yeah, hashtag respect women hours. That's what I wanted to tweet today, today that I almost made Pat tweet, but it didn't work. Respect women hours. On that note, happy once again, happy International Women's Day, and we'll see you next week.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 